This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Uh, no one else is technically here with me, but we do have a guest episode, but none of the, the spooky boys are here tonight, but that's totally fine. We are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? Had to swallow. Sorry. So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, like I said, this is our guest series, our interview series. This is honestly probably one of our most requested guests as of yet but we have chelsea rebecca from dead meat podcast how are you hi i'm good oh but look who i've been requested that's you've very been exciting. requested multiple <laughs> times legit not even kidding it's so funny um i actually i think i i had a post out maybe two months ago maybe a month ago and with this post, it was pretty much this guy who was being a complete dick. And oh, yeah. I do you remember, remember this now? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So he was pretty much like, uh, you have women on your podcast laughing at death and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, dude. What are you talking about? Wait. That's so... Did he have issues with the podcast before that, or was it I have just... no idea. That I feels no very Victorian right me like how dare you you may upset their humors like i might have i might faint and oh my god it's too much yeah handle it it was i was like okay dude first of all kick rocks secondly (laughs) like i'm gonna definitely invite more women because of this um and you were extremely highly requested and uh, i'm so glad that you answered to the call and stuff like that so thank you so much i've i personally have been a fan for quite some time of dead meat and all. Oh, the really? Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I hope I, I live up to everyone's wildest expectations. On this oh, one hundred percent. You're so sweet. <laughs> what do you mean? You're incredibly nice. Uh, just for everyone, for a preface, both Chelsea and I actually were on another podcast previously to this one, so that was that was a lot of fun, and um, that was also Talking Jed as well. So um, I'm super excited for that episode to drop too. But yeah, that worked out so well. We got so many good movie recommendations. 
recommendations yeah, recording yeah, that, that too. I have a whole did. list. Yeah, that we did. I, I wrote a nice chunk of those down, so I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to dive in when I have the time. Yep. <laughs> I feel like no time is just everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> before we even um, jump into um, everything with the meat of the questions, I do have one main specific question that I ask all my guests. What sparked your interest into horror? Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I, I actually I talked about this a little bit yesterday when we were uh, on Judd's podcast. But I yeah. so when I was a kid, I didn't really, really like horror movies. They were too much. They're too scary. Uh, the, I, I was scared by things that were not horror. Like, <laughs> I mean, every kid I feel like is scared of E.T. That's not a unique answer, but I found, yeah. you know, he is scary. He uh, is scary. Yeah. We, we did a whole episode of our podcast about things that you were scared of as a kid that aren't supposed to be scary. And we got some super weird answers. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I could talk about that some more later. I just, some of those are so funny. But uh, so I was just I, super easily startled, not into any of, of that. Um, I mean, I went to my first haunted house like two years ago at Universal. It took me that oh, long to wow. work up. The, and I loved it. Like it, it's, I, oh, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine not enjoying them now. That's so nuts. <laughs> so many houses I did not go to. But I, so, it, you know, I, through high school, I, I would watch horror movies at sleepovers and had fun with them. But then in college, I so I was a film major. I went to the uh, University of Michigan and mm -hmm. I took a horror history class. And it, it was oh. like it's like horror. It's like history and theory. And I believe it's still taught. I'm not sure if if my professor, uh, Mark Kligerman at U of M, I'm not sure how often he kind of rotates it. Oh, yeah, he's the best. Uh, if you can take <laughs> a class with him, if you're at U of M, do it. Um, <laughs> but this class was just all about horror post-psycho and it, like the evolution of horror along with kind of post like 1960s. Cause there's such a split mids, you know, the 1960s is just such an era of, of, of evil culturally, politically, yes. you name it. And oh, I just like studying history through that lens of horror. It just, it just, I, it, it gave me such an appreciation for that genre. And I just fell in love with it and fell in love with, um, movies like Night of the Living Dead was one of the ones that really made me like, you know, it, it took me aback just how powerful that that film is and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's when I fell in oh, love with wow. that movie. And yeah, so it, I I came uh, into the genre at a bit of an older age, but um, yeah, I still love it very now. intensely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're I guess, back. I guess I'll just throw like an ad in there. Um, yeah, just in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> right, right in the middle of a sentence. Well, why not? <laughs> we had a brief technical difficulties, everybody, but uh, we are back, luckily. Um, hopefully nothing else has any other hiccups, but we'll go ahead and figure it all out. Yes. I forgot what we were kind of talking about. Uh, but... We were talking about... <laughs> I don't know. My, I don't know. Me being in college, learning about horror movies, and That's right, yes. Yeah. Um, so, with your your span of horror kind of coming in a little bit later mm -hmm. in in your years, I I find that actually 
to be really cool and fascinating, mainly off the bat of, I feel like everyone's kind of go-to answer is like, I started at a very young age watching oh, that. Yeah. I was five <laughs> years old when I watched The Exorcist. But it's like, you hear those particular types of stories and you kind of get that concept of like, okay, like what's, what's kind of going on with, uh, with, I guess, horror at a young age. But I love the fact that you saw it at kind of an appropriate age at the, at the age sure, of yeah, as as an adult. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, with that, with that, I guess in mind, did, do you find yourself being more afraid of horror? Um, I guess the main question is, does horror scare you? Like, does it actually scare you? Cause you, you kind of get that, that blanket answer of like, some people are love it and they're still scared by it. Mm-hmm. Yet some people are just kind of desensitized to it and they can just watch it. Like myself, actually, I'm, I'm quite desensitized. I'm horror, very but. desensitized now. Okay. It's so weird how That's that fair. happens. If I told myself even a few years ago, cause, cause we started dead meat. Um, you know, like four-ish years ago, the podcast yeah, is like right. two years old. I mean, you know, if I if I told myself like, you know, because even when I was studying it in college, I was still really easily frightened. I remember we were screening Alien for a uh, uh, one-week screening and I, I hadn't seen it. And I remember being nervous. I was like, I'm, I'm scared to watch this because the yeah. imagery of it scares me. You know, I, I was familiar with it. I sure. knew the trailer where it's kind of the zoom, the slow zoom out and then you get the tagline in space. No one, can, And that just chilled me so deeply as a kid. <laughs> and I, yeah. And like to think about that, where now I feel like I could put on Alien and just not, I mean, still, Snug. I love Alien, but it's not, oh, yeah, sure. It's not that visceral fear or genuine right. nervousness going into watching a horror movie anymore. I think there's only a handful of horror movies in the past few years that I've been like, oh man, I'm actually kind of scared to watch this. One of which was we we did Lake Mungo for the podcast. We That's reviewed right. that. That scared the shit out of me. That movie's legit scary. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing that back in high school. Yeah. I, I think it was what, 2008 maybe was when that one dropped yes. out. But that, that was a part of that, that little I guess that Sado festival thing that they brought in movie theaters for a little bit, which I, I think was called Fright Fest. That's not, um, yeah. Yeah, like the eight films to die for. Like it was, yes, it was, it was a part yeah. of that package. And I remember seeing it in college because I was that I was I was that kid who would literally go to all of those because mm-hmm. it was like a twenty dollar bill to watch all eight of them, and they oh, were just yeah. at different nights. And and I, at this time, I lived in a a, a small big town called Fresno. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with mm-hmm. Fresno, but Fresno. I have driven through it. <laughs> d- good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, but I, I lived in Fresno for a few years. And um, when I went to high school out there, I actually went to a medical high school out there. And um, when I was there, I actually was like trying to get like friends to be more into horror, but I, I typically would just watch it by myself. Um, and I think that's how I became so desensitized. But when I watch like Mungo and and this is like in the weeds with horror, right? Where yes, that's no very one was obscure. really going to see it yeah. at that time. But it, it's just I, I was completely alone in that theater. And I oh, just was, God, that would be miserable. It was awful. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know what it is. Like that movie 
Because I know that that one is one that, I mean, it, it had been requested a ton for our podcast. And then I really? saw. It's been yeah. requested a bit too for ours. Yeah. I think it's it, it's gaining kind of a little cult popularity, which I'm, I'm so. so, yeah, I love. Uh, but I also, uh, Jed Shepard tweeted, you know, movies that kind of inspired, you know, making host and, and other good found footage. And I remember he. Oh, tweeted about Lake Mungo and said something to the effect of like, this actually terrifies me. And so I was like, all right, I got to see what this is all about. I've never seen it. And I knew nothing about it going in. What's that? Have you heard of it at that point? I'd heard of it. Yes. I'd heard of it and had it recommended to me. All I knew was that it was found footage and that was very scary. And Yep. So I just went in knowing absolutely nothing about it. And I did remember after the fact, like, oh yeah, I did vaguely remember someone or like hearing someone say that there is a a single moment in that film that is like truly just visceral. And yeah, oh God. And that was, yeah, that was the closest I'd felt like trying to fall asleep the night after watching that was the closest I'd felt in years to that feeling I used to get after watching horror movies where I literally would not be able to fall asleep <laughs> because I would just be laying awake thinking about the the imagery and just I like I remember when I first saw the uh, uh or not the descent and wreck or two the uh oh, yeah. other movies that I remember when I saw them because I saw those like right around when they came out so I would have mm-hmm. been in like high school and those were ones where I was up all night and, like I can't sleep um <laughs> oh, yeah found wow. footage gets me I don't know why but it does found footage it's something so so real about yeah. film footage that in the the whole aspect of being in first person just feels so intense and it's it's kind of that that same thing that when you play a horror video game or something like that and yeah because you are the one behind the camera it feels like and and it's so interesting and i i love one thing that i love the most that um i feel like can be a bit of a challenge for some um found footage films are why am i filming this like why, yes. why am i continuing to film and rent had a great one where it's just like no you need to document this because they are doing things that are wrong right mm-hmm. now they shouldn't be doing this and you need to now document this so we can use it in court and it, it's just it's genius it's absolutely genius or maybe it's a curiosity aspect and with like mungo it was beautiful because it was all about grief yeah what yeah genius (laughs) and it's all just this weird like everyone has their own reasons for why they're kind of obsessed with what's going on and everything is kind of it it, like gets almost meta not meta but it just yeah the layers it ends up building on top of itself it's so weird that one has good reasons for for filming i i did laugh though because that movie did have the uh, James and I both kind of climbed to the golf clap. The moment where it's like, well, time to set up around the clock security cameras. Like every found footage movie has yep. pretty much. If it's, it's in a house, rather. Time to do it. Yep. You know, just ring <laughs> like it in. Every paranormal activity, you got to <laughs> set up the cameras. Got to set, set them up. Got to yeah. set them up. Anytime you, you have to. It's, it's always so funny to me. And I get why it has to exist. And the still shots of security footage are the creepiest <laughs> to me. <laughs> like just, I agree. I find them so upsetting. But oh, yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. And, mm-hmm. and I think the Poughkeepsie tapes also does a really good job of this as well. Where yeah. you, 
it, and it's, it's because it's a documentary style, right? And, and Cropsey yeah, as well. Yeah, I actually, I haven't seen, too. I haven't seen either of that. Like, those are, I, like, I just, oh. I'm just, oh. I know I'll be so scared watching either they're of scary. those. Yeah. They're scary. And, and it's, 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 it's funny because they're kind of based in the similar area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cropsey actually was real, I believe. Yes, Cropsey is like a... Yes, I, like I, a, I literally uh, just Googled it because I, I feel like that one I remember. Yeah, like it's an urban legend or... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. are you are, are you from the East Coast originally? No, I'm from Michigan. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's it's super interesting, the, the Cropsey story. But that one is pretty scary. And I know that, that also inspired like the killer from the burning. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. The Cropsy killer from the burning. Um, so it's, it's, which that's a great slasher that I have not seen in years. I should yeah. Watch that again. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting, like seeing how found footage kind of makes its stamps in certain areas of where you got a heavy hitter, like host. And sometimes you have those ones that you have to dig out of the weeds a little bit, like the Poughkeepsie tapes and like crops yeah. and things like that. Which and both think, are available on Amazon Prime if you ever wanted to check. Really, out. <laughs> oh, I might have to watch because the thing is, is I always like doing this job where I I work with my fiance. We watch so many horror movies together, which is you know the dream so for awesome. so many. But you know it rules. So like cool. it's but <laughs> the the problem I run into now is if I just want to watch a horror movie. Or right. if he just wants to watch, it's like, well, we're both going to want to watch it and we're going right. to want to watch it. So it's got to like, got to make the time to both be able to sit and watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and when you have to watch other movies that are for like the actual work you're doing, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's the life of like just having that kind of self-made schedule that ends up That's true. Uh, being very busy. But uh, I I'm gonna, I want to check that out. It's too it's too dark out though for that. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I check it out with scary. some lights on. Like oh this is what you need to do. It, it's it's funny because we we covered the Poughkeepsie tapes. We haven't covered Cropsey yet, but we covered the Poughkeepsie tapes. And my whole co-host backed out. And I no have two co-hosts way. on this show, uh, and they both backed out. Yeah. Can I admit something very very silly? Please. So back when I was like, you know, horror, getting very horror curious and had seen, like at that point, I think I'd seen like all the staples and the ones that like, maybe now, unless you're very easily scared, you wouldn't consider scared, like Alien. Alien is like, I mean, it's scary, but it's not like, fuck, I'm never sleeping ever again. But I I read the Wikipedia of Poughkeepsie tapes and I don't really remember what happens in it, but that was one where I was like, I know this one's scary. Yeah. And so I just went and read the Wikipedia, which people do. It's a thing. It's a phenomenon. Yeah, that's a thing. That mm-hmm. is for sure a thing. And it was it was funny because my wife was like, "Like, why did you cover that one? That that one like sounds super intense." If everyone backed out, I was like, "It is intense," and I think that's why I covered it. People, <laughs> I can't believe you had a host back out. Oh, yeah, that makes me. That's so out. like. Yeah. That sounds like fake. Like that uh, sounds uh, like right? like a fake. <laughs> it sounds like a movie tag. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this sounds like we're so right scary, now. A podcast couldn't even cover it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're right now in like a a scripted thing where it's like, right. oh, that this thing I found was so scary. One of my one of my co hosts would watch it, and then I'm like the stupid protagonist. Like, well, I'm gonna watch it then. And then <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny because like uh, the first first one. Um, 
my co-host David, he pretty much was just like, he texted me and was just like, yeah, dude, I'm like 45 minutes in and I don't think I can finish this. Holy shit. And I was just like, are you sure? And it's like, What's this? yeah. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes rating is. <laughs> I'm always curious because found footage especially, because found footage can be deeply viscerally terrifying, which is what it right. wants to be. That's what it's setting out to do. Yeah. And Sometimes that, you'll look them up and they have like a 40 something, cause, you know, because right. they, they're not considered. OK, we're at 67 percent. Yeah, I recognize like the the imagery the, that kind of comes tapes up. The tapes that kind of yeah. flow down the hall. And so creepy. It's, it's a it's a creepy one. But the thing that works so well with and I'm not going to give it away, but the thing that works so well with that film is that it's shot in two aspects of both found footage and documentary style. Okay, so it's a bit like Lake Mungo, or it kind of goes back and forth. Yes. For that, Lake Mungo is a documentary, quote unquote, but it's like inserting found footage. Yeah. Right. So is that movie, uh, is it The Fifth Kind? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Aliens, right? Yeah. I mean, that scared the shit out of me when I saw it, but also that was, I saw that. I thought only, it was terrifying. I saw it because it was a free movie, and I'm like, is it still scary, or is that back when I was like, oh man, everything is scary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, confirmed it was scary. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely that that one was a creepy one. I, I really did enjoy the fifth kind. I know a lot of people who didn't, but I I, I would I like to one. yeah, I would like to rewatch that one because that one's such a bizarre use of the documentary. Because I remember it's like. Mila Jovovich, right? She's the main character. Yeah, she's the main character. And the beginning of the movie is like, hi, I'm actress Mila Jovovich. And I'm like, it's super weird. It's so weird. It's, it's just so like what you're bizarre. going to see is real and also dramatizations. Yeah. So it's like the found footage of the real thing and then dramatizations done by Mila Jovovich as this. So it's funny. so bizarre. It's kind of neat. Which we also did find out later on that everybody were just actors and the whole yes, thing. Yes, but shit. it was, but was done like, really well. Really it made good. it yeah, it made it feel real. Yeah, and it was so good. It took so, a so, bit so of good. sleuthing to figure out that it was fa- like they they covered yeah. their tracks well. That's you can't. I I feel like that's near impossible to pull off now. I, I agree. Like I feel like they had to like sign some contracts. Like yeah, you can't do commercials for like a while. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that must be so fun. Like putting that together. Like. Because I, I know Ed, Eduardo, who created the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. I know it was really tough for them to find roles after that film. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. I think I don't I don't remember his name, but the one of the friends, it was the guy with the blonde hair, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Unsane, and yes. it was really cool to like see him in that film. And I was like, holy shit, that's a dude from Blair Witch! Like, that's really really rad. Yeah. But, I that yeah that's another movie that genuinely really scared me that's a scary movie I find it just deeply upset like the end of it's so upsetting it's ooh yeah I I I just I keep trying to think of like why like when a found footage is so good like why is it so scary yeah you know like compared to I can't think of any other like consistently any other subgenre of horror that I'm like, oh no, I was actually very scared by this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think found footage is the one that gets me the most. I think because it's like, it's, you know, because something about horror that 
can be the really scary part, especially, you know, so, okay, like the, like I think of the, uh, the strangers, uh, that's a movie where it's this really grounded home invasion. And the scary thing about that movie is that it feels like it could happen. (laughs) Like it's not a Freddy Krueger. It just feels real. And it's really, really disturbing because it's so real. And I, I think the thing that really, really messes me up about found footage is not the fact that any of that could happen because so much of it's paranormal, but it's the fact that like, I could just maybe find this somewhere. Like I could find this in someone's garage or if I go to like a weird website, this is there. Do you know, we have like so much access to, to media in ways that other generations didn't. Like we have this unique ability to like accidentally find really messed up stuff. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's why unfriended was, was, a really cool concept. I love Unfriended. Of, I'll defend Unfriended until I die. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I, I think it's so much fun, and I think it's the concept so is, is so great, and it, it's so cool. And plus, it's also set in Fresno, which was also like oh, is it really? Yeah, it's set in Fresno. She went to she went to I think Bullard High School, which is, oh, nice. was, was my rival school. But oh no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, besides horror films, what was another reason to to actually kind of get you? And um, also James interested in creating dead meat. I mean, so we both went to, you know, we, we met in film school and I just, you know, like we both moved out to L.A. And it's like you move out here and we came out here at a really weird time where I graduated college in 2012. So mm-hmm. like. When I graduated, like my film school education did not at all take into account the fact that like so many jobs are eventually just going to be making digital content <laughs> like the film, right. you, like looking back on my film education, it's so old school and not <laughs> obviously films are still being made, but like sure. we shot everything on film. I learned to edit physical oh, film. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I learned, I learned, you know, to, to edit, um, digitally too but you know that's still stuff where it's like you yeah but we yeah we shot projects on film where yeah you you mess up that's a very expensive mistake yeah Yeah. um and we actually oh man this is so embarrassing one of my (laughs) one of my film shoots we shot all day I mean it was like an eight hour plus shoot um and film school tradition we we wrap up and our camera guy realizes oh my god there was no film in the camera so we just spent a whole day just just doing nothing oh yeah um devastating yeah Oh, I'm at least crushed. A, yeah, I don't even know how that happened, but that wasn't my job, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not worried about it. But You're um like, fuck it, let's go home. <laughs> yeah. So like when we move out to LA, the industry's in this weird position where all of a sudden it's like, oh man, we need to get in this digital content game where yeah. YouTube is blowing up. The concept of YouTube celebrity is like really you know like there had been youtube famous people but the idea of like youtube as a career just was starting to become more normal you know like it's it's crazy how quickly that all changed and how yeah there started to be this precedence of like you know kind of more short form stuff or online series and so then you know we started just making our own stuff 
together with some friends. We would make, you know, I mean, it's weird. This is like such a, a, a dated thing too. We would make, you know, sketch comedy and stuff like that, which sure. now that's feel that feels like such another era. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> no one has any patience for that anymore. When, do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, yeah. here, check out this great funnier die sketch. Like, when is the last time someone... It's not that they're not great um, right. and that they're happy, you know, like, I, I wonder how, because didn't you interview uh, uh, Josh Rubin? I did. Yeah, I wonder, yeah I I'm just, curious how he, about- yeah. I mean, I, I know of him through his sketch, com- you know, so I want, right. I would love to, to talk to him about like how nuts that kind of shift has been and just oh, how yeah. quickly trends Oh, we should change. set that up. I, I would love, love, I would lo- I loved chat. Scare Me. I thought Scare Me was so oh, fun. Me so, so, um, so much fun. I could, I could text him. I'll, I'll text him and I'll, I'll let amazing. him know. Like he needs to talk to you guys for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so and it just, you know, we also were working the grind of like, you work your entry level film industry jobs and those all suck. They're the worst. It's like, it's such a, you know, it sounds all fun and, and glamorous, even like all the lower level jobs, like you're still working in film, but it's right. just, it's exhausting. It's like, sure it can be, yeah, just, you know, you know, standing for 10 hours at a time and all you're doing is just kind of waiting around to, if in case, some, you know, it's just... It's tough, and yeah. all of those entry-level jobs are, and it, it just started to feel kind of like a hamster wheel of not really being able to to get anywhere because um, it's so competitive. And meanwhile, to keep ourselves from going nuts and to feel like we were still, you know, doing something that was our own and still being creative, we're making yeah. our own stuff. And and James was like, "I want to make a, a horror movie channel because it just." sounded genuinely, you know, to him, like genuinely fun. It wasn't even a like, okay, here's how I'm going to come up with this idea to make this really successful YouTube channel. And then it'll be my job. Like, that's not how that happened at all. It genuinely was like a creative thing that he, he did for fun. And then it just blew up. Yeah. And then I, yeah. And then I was able to, you know, I left the job I had at that point and, you know, started, you know, helping him produce stuff and then doing the podcast. And we got very, very lucky. <laughs> like, That's yes, we, we worked hard on it, but it's also like stupid luck to have sure. a YouTube channel. Be, like there's plenty of people that, you know, I, I've been on both sides of it. I've had a very successful YouTube channel and one that is like, like people watch it, but I, it would never be a job. It just is a, right. you know, a That's- fun project. That's so incredible. And that's, that's honestly like super inspirational too, because it's, I remember when we kind of had our blow up moment and, and I, we're, we're still like obviously nowhere near 10 feet, but, <laughs> but it's, you, it's, know, it's, dude, you never know. Something, dude, you're gonna laugh us, and we'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, go. So it's funny. It's funny you say that. It happened once, and it was it was the day when it was back in June, uh-huh. and I don't know what the fuck happened, but we just got a shit ton of likes one day. It was like over a thousand likes or so on on Twitter, and we moved to number four on the the top charts, and like I legit fucking cried when when i saw yeah. us like right in front of dead meat i was, was like it really you're yes. fucking kidding did you me screen, right? did you screen cap it? oh i i did yeah i'll see Good, that should you. be i don't know if you if you make uh if you do different episode art for each episode but that should be the picture <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be so funny. That's oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was it was really really cool. Do you and, remember and like, what it was? Uh, it was it was the Pokepsi tapes episode. No, um, oh my, okay. So I do need to watch this now. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's, you definitely, that's amazing. You definitely should check it out. But it it was it was honestly insanely incredible and. and uh, I mean, we've we've been on the charts since, but at the same time, like we we fluctuate up and down. And all but the, this, all I mean, that's great. And like you know, just I just from my end of it, it, it is very cool to to hear someone be like, I knew that we hit on something big because we passed you. Like that's a crazy thing to right. hear, you know. And like that's yeah. that's like pretty amazing. So like, that makes it, me very happy to hear. That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm we're glad both, it makes you happy to We're hear. both winners here. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it was it was so it was super humbling too. Like when when we saw all of that and happening and because and honestly, gosh, it, we started this podcast October of 2019, October 31st, 2019. Oh wow. Okay. So it, it's still a fairly new podcast. Yeah. Like we barely are a year old. Um, and when we started it, I think it was maybe it was around March when I was starting to think about like, maybe I should give it up. And um, everyone has, I mean, I, I'm about to take a a break from my own podcast. Like, I mean, not, you you know, just have to, it's just, I just need a break. I just need a vacation. It's not, you you know, disappearing or going anywhere. It's just, I need it. Right. I need a vacation. Just need a break. Just <laughs> I'm need a so break. tired. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 so and it, it's it's granted and it's warranted that that you deserve these breaks as well. So yeah. it's it's something that I I was thinking about and my my wife was pregnant at the time and yeah I was I was also um going through my phagophobia condition and things like that and I um was just like okay where where am I finding joy in my life and I want this podcast to, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really tripping off of success, but at the same time, I'm putting a lot of hard work into it and things like that. And, um, then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was really like, holy shit, what do I do? And cause the way we had our setup, it was very much a setup for us to be in person. And yes. Yeah. I was, I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. I like, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do now. I don't, I don't, I just think we, should just hang our coats and just, you know, say it is what it is and kind of let it go a little bit. And I didn't do that. I stuck with it. And it wasn't until June 2nd when all of the uh, Black Lives Matters things was, was happening mm-hmm. and um, Bloody Disgusting put a post up about um, having black creators in the horror sector um, and them wanting to shout people out. And I think it was that day was absolutely incredible because it was Blackout Tuesday is what that day was called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that day was just absolutely insanely incredible. And I think I, I at that time I was I had 330 followers on Twitter mm-hmm. and I jumped from 330 followers to like 1200 or something like that in like a matter of like two hours yeah and i was like what the fuck this is so weird yeah and i posted on bloody disgusting's post and i was the first one to post and it just cavity colors was commentating on it and it's just like all these like what is 
this is not real. This is just not real. And, <laughs> and then uh, Bloody Disgusting started following me after that. And two days later, Bloody Disgusting hit me up, was just like, we would like to invite you onto our podcast network. And I just lost my shit. I just That's like, why oh, I had God. no idea <laughs> that that relationship was so new. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I think, yeah. you know, because often in, in, in moments like that where I think it was a very, um, you know, a, a, like, correct instinct to realize like oh man these are we should be uh you know giving platforms to a wider variety of people and voices and right. i i think sometimes there's there's a concern that it's like oh well is this person maybe just getting a chance because oh this you know because of this yeah, thing they you know the, like that. they want to look you know, so that, you know these people want to make themselves look good so they're just hiring whoever but like right you know, I'm I'm just saying that as someone who you know I'm talking to you now, I talked to you on, on, on Judd's podcast, and I, I've interacted with you on Twitter. I I had no idea that that bloody disgusting relationship was that new. You just yeah. felt like you know I, I just see you online, and I'm like, oh, this is just a random horror person I haven't talked to yet who does right. like horror stuff and is bloody disgusting. Okay, cool. I should probably <laughs> you know you know what I mean. So it's like, no, clearly yeah. you are a very uh, talented and, and you like know your so you know I, I think that that's cool I had no idea that, that that's kind of you know that was such a big moment for you know where you're yeah. at yeah it was it was huge uh at that it was I think May 30 was it no 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 it was May 20 something May 22nd I think mm-hmm. and that was when our episode Pretty much our episodes released on Fridays. So whenever Friday, the last Friday of May was, uh, we got 50 listens on, on an episode, which was huge for mm-hmm. us. Cause like we would like just be like getting 30 listens and things like here and there. And then we got 50. We're like, Oh shit, we just broke 50 on one episode. That's rad. Like, you know, we celebrated. We had a good time with it. And then, uh, the Pepsi tapes episode happened right after the whole bloody disgusting thing. And that's when we were just like, okay, holy shit. Yeah, we we just broke our biggest episode yet, and I don't even think we still even got to like to that mark again. Like I, I think that one episode was about ten thousand listeners. It's or terrifying, like right? It's like a it's weird, scary. <laughs> scary thing. It's very weird. It's weird that people know who I am. Uh-huh. Like it, it's that also is very strange. Like like hearing you like even say like. Oh, I've seen you on Twitter before. Like uh-huh. that to me blows my mind. <laughs> like that blows my mind. Like it's just because, like, I, I I do feel like I'm just like kind of just like this very average person, and and I'm sure you may even feel the same about yourself. But I yeah, I extremely feel that way about myself. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it and I feel like that's just honestly the the humbleness inside of us and and us just being who we are as humans. But it's so interesting seeing how I guess we've kind of have to you know take take in consideration that like oh no we are a voice here like you know people do actually listen to us and and that's pretty fucking cool um yeah it's a weird combination of of luck i i yeah fully acknowledge that you know so much of of where i've gotten to is luck and even just going back through like Like (laughs) yeah (laughs) even just having the ability to uh i you know make goof around and make films in my free time because I wasn't yeah. needing to work like a second job or something to, right. you know, just, so just rad. things like that where it's all like very circumstantial and that, that piles up, you know, and, Absolutely. But, but it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, you know, I, I'm proud of the work that we do also. And I, I think I've just, you know, come to really understand that, yeah, it's a combination of 
many, many things. And yeah, it's a weird, weird job too, especially now in COVID. It's like one of the only things where it's like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you figured out a way to make it work from, from home with separate people. And we have another podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't like edit that podcast or anything. I'm just, I'm one of the players, but it's called dinner, dinner and Dungeons and Dragons. We used to make a dinner every week and have, now we don't do that because we're all, you know, uh, separate, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, That's but we so figured cool. out a way to make that, that work. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Oh, wow. I got to check that one out. That sounds pretty cool. Um, moving on to uh, another question here. Uh, what would you say is like your typical favorite genre? Who? Uh, I know this is a kind of a loaded question. It's so, so hard. If, if, if you um, want, you can give a top three too. Okay. I, I will say like things I tend to like in because I, I have noticed just over the years, like what I tend to enjoy in a horror, like I, I, I do, I think I, I realize that I really like horror that is mostly not supernatural. I tend to, yeah. I mean, I, I love, again, like I, we were just talking about found footage and so much of that is paranormal, but it's weird. I don't know if I would ever list any of those as like my favorite horror movies. I, I, I I don't know why it's like, I, they scare the shit out of me. And I think that they're amazing <laughs> for that. But it, I, I think a favorite horror movie for me is one that I feels a bit more. It's weird to find a horror movie very comforting, but it's I, I would never just like turn on my favorite found footage like Blair Witch Project. I mean, this is a comforting film to just chill uh, right. with the sound of the background. But I mean, like, so um, I, I love 70s horror, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like, oh, wow. you know, I maybe my I think that's my number one um I say maybe because Wicker Man uh the original has slowly but surely I I think they're both just tied for number one because so I I love they're both so different which is why I think I have to have them both as my favorite because I can't oh, just yeah. pick. oh man you should join us for our full core month you should you should come oh on, my on gosh for one of those I love I yes Yes, folk horror is so so cool. Um, folk but, horror is but just both bananas. Yeah, <laughs> but but both Wicker Man and and Texas Chainsaw are they're real people. There there's nothing supernatural about them. Uh, the whole yeah. I mean, the whole point of of the Wicker Man is that it's just you it's know people. this. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> one guy's uh, stern belief that his religion is the real one versus. Uh, an island of people who are convinced that theirs is. And then I guess Christopher Lee, who is like, I don't really believe anything, but I like living in my castle on this little <laughs> island. <laughs> I, I I love that movie. And uh, yeah, movie. American Psycho is another favorite. That one is also not supernatural. It's just a dude. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know why I, I enjoy that so much more. I think just because it's it feels a bit more... Not subversive, but there's something just a, you can, it's a little bit more inherently fucked up, I think, when a horror movie, you know, it's not, yeah. there's, there's no magic or anything. It's, there's no fantasy. It's just like, <laughs> just real people being messed up. It's, yeah, yeah something about oh. that. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I do have to agree. Yeah. It, it is something definitely sick and twisted about it being like, this is a person doing this and and i i get why like because i i do love paranormal as well i guess i just love sub i just love horror yeah 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 like it's just it's fantastic but like i, I do love paranormal because i do like the fact that like you can't really kill this thing 
And I, I do find like some of it being very cheesy and it could get cheesy pretty quickly, but I still love it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that I love the 70s horror as well. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Giallo fan. Yes, I love I Giallo. Yeah, Deep love Red Giallos. is one of my favorite horror oh my movies. God. Yeah, it's so good. And I, I was hearing even even James uh, yesterday talking about like Suspiria being one of his mm-hmm. favorite horror films of all time, which I guess it, it, it technically is around the Giallo era. But yeah, it, it's it's it, it has enough no black like, gloves, I guess I was going to say that it has like enough like obscured killer type. Yeah, well, it's whatever. I'll accept it. But Deep Red uh, is think. like Giallo is capital G. I love it. It's so good. Oh, oh yeah, love it. I, I'm a huge fan of opera. I'm a huge Argento fan in general, but I, I do love opera. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Baba's um, demons as well, which mm-hmm. are just great transformation scenes and like the, the, and yeah. the bathroom. That transformation scene in the bathroom just, is, just, is glorious. Yeah, <laughs> just the style of it all. And there's something about the '70s too that so great. It just everything looks so filthy. I talk about this on, yeah. our, on our podcast, but the 70s it's it's weird. Like we we kind of talked about how with a, a found footage it feels like, oh, I could have found this cassette in like at a garage sale on accident, you know? And that's how <laughs> 70s movies also feel to me. Like Texas yeah. Chainsaw feels like, oh god, I found this film canister in my attic. <laughs> like uh, what is this? Oh, uh, still the best sound effect in horror. I well know. That, that camera uh, that it's just that movie is it's so like i i just think it's pretty it's so dirty i was about to say yeah it's it's dirty but it's also like so beautiful the colors are are oh i i just every time i watch it i'm i'm blown away by how i think it's so yeah beautiful and it's also funny i think um in a fucked up way i think that's also kind of what my favorites all have in common is i i like my horror movies to have a bit of a sick sense of humor to them. I don't love horror comedies, weirdly. Um, oh, when a horror is like very obviously a comedy, that's I'm, sure. it's not my favorite. But well, like a horror where Texas Chainsaw, it's like you know the the dinner scene is so darkly funny, so funny. Where most people would be oh. like, "You, this is funny. Like, what is wrong with you?" <laughs> And like, like American yeah, Psycho is like a good time. <laughs> yeah, American Psycho is so funny, and there's just, there's Psycho there's always the chance with those where people would take it face value. You know, it's like so not obviously yeah. funny. But um, watch the second American Psycho. With no, Mila with Mila Kunis. No, I've never seen that. That is surprisingly it, I, to me. I feel like it deserves a little bit more love than it gets. Really, I I want to watch it. Yeah, I I think it's a blast. I think it's so much <laughs> fun, and I think it's just a really interesting take. It's it's funny too because like I think that one's directed by a man, but American Psycho is directed by a that's woman. wild. That's also why I love American <laughs> Psycho is written directed by by women. I think that that's so fascinating. So and great. when I tell people that, they're always very surprised and. That always kind of, yeah, because I think it's also people who maybe either saw it a long time ago and didn't quite get that it's like a very dark (laughs) kind of satire or like they haven't. Slumber Party Massacre. (laughs) Yeah. Or that they just haven't seen American Psycho and their idea of it is that it's played straight. And no, it's, it's a very dark, dark comedy made by women that I, I I love, love that. Uh, it's yeah. so 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 well done, and I I also like to like my wife also finds it very interesting that um, a lot of women like 
true crime. Because she's, yes. she's not a fan. She's not a fan of true crime. She, she totally is just very It's fair. Much, I like, have a love-hate relationship with me too. it I, as a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'll watch it, and I'll, I'll, I don't try to get too involved in it, because that actually does creep me out a lot, where I'm just yeah, like, like, yeah. this really happened, and, like, these are real images of people who are dead, and I yeah. This might be a little too too close to comfort it's, for me. <laughs> it's weird the the like because I I went through a phase where I was that's all I was listening to is true crime, and I I got very picky my about murder and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to that for a bit. Like it's it's fine. I you know I again I'm just kind of picky of with how like I, I tend to like things framed. Um, I, I mean, I love that's, last podcast on the left. Um, I, I think, love those dudes. I think they do such a big great kissle. job. But yes, their <laughs> research is incredible. They actually are a big reason that Dead Meat so podcast great. even exists. Um, like Marcus and his research is like that. a direct inspiration for me. But the, I, I think I, I enjoyed their podcast so much because they they find the humor in the right places, I think. Because they're, there's so often circumstances surrounding the very terrible thing that are genuinely weird and, and funny and different personalities and, you know, the actual crime. It's, I don't know. They're never, they're never, um, I don't know how to describe it. I think it, it, in shows where they try to take it very seriously, that's when it yeah. gets weird to me where it's like, okay, you're, you're really playing this up and making it like very dramatic. And it, right. that to me is like so much, tackier than I, I don't know it's a weird that's that's I, I why I don't think that. I'll ever get into that territory because it's so that's so delicate and yeah yeah I could I could definitely feel that and and I I was even watching um paranormal caught on camera I think it's called it's a show it, mm-hmm. it, it's on like the discovery channel or whatever and it it's very interesting like seeing like in Ben Kissel's in it mm-hmm. but it, it's like super interesting like seeing that on TV and I and I remember like seeing uh I think James was in like like uh that darkness podcast or uh documentary God, what is it called? Oh, uh, 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 In Search of Darkness. Darkness. In Search of Darkness, Uh yes, thank you. Um, I haven't checked out part two yet, but uh, it's just so long. It's very long, yes. Three hours. I'm like, oh my God, like you (laughs) really got to shave some time out in your schedule for this. Yeah. But um, like I was like, like so like surprised like when I saw like Ben Kissel on on something like that and uh Sapphire Saldano and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um it's just it's really cool to see like people in our world mm-hmm. like kind of doing like these these kind of bigger things like if they get caught up for a project or something like that and that's like one of my dreams I'm just like yeah my fingers are crossed and if I, they I, do a horror noir too I oh my gosh yes Phil Noble if you are listening Oh, Phil is Hit great. He's super Phil's nice. Great. He's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think yeah. People like Ben Kissel and that whole yeah. They they almost feel like they there's like a crossover between like what they do and what we do because they also I mean they get into like conspiracy theories and UFOs and all kinds of crap. But yeah, I think they so cool. they come at that kind of stuff where when they're talking about real things that feel it still feels like there's a gap between right like they're presenting this thing and I feel like you know and I'm I'm so behind on episodes but they are covering stuff that's like old or. Like, they're not like, this is a podcast where we're going to solve the unsolved murder of so-and-so. And And they're like, you know, let's go into a small town and just like 
disrupt everyone's lives because we want to make a <laughs> podcast type thing. I, I don't know. I think, and, and I've also learned so much from podcasts like that too, where it's like my own preconceptions of, of true crime and, you know, um, you know, even just like investigations of crime, the, you know, latent misogyny of how we treat victims or, right. you know, racism as it relates to trying to get murders solved. It's, yeah. I, yeah, that's all very interesting to me. And I think really valuable to talk about and analyze, but I don't know. Anyway, that's my like really long way of saying like, I'm, I love and hate true crime very much. <laughs> that's fair. That is completely fair. Yeah. What would you consider to be your fuck that horror movie? Like it, it's just Ooh. either, either a genre or horror movie in general that you're just like, I am not fucking ever going to see this Ooh, shit. <laughs> I, I have a few. Okay. One that I actually did say fuck that and did not finish was <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. Fair. Um, which I Fair. think is, yeah, whatever. What scene I, did you stop at? What, I stopped at the, it wasn't, I somehow made it through the turtle. I don't know how, oh but I did. Oh my God. There was like the scene. <laughs> I have to fast forward through all those, which is like, I, just, I just, I can't. I can't. There's, there's a oh. scene where there's like a little furry critter. That's getting yeah. like bashed on. I don't remember. That's when I was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't know. I don't even know if that was I'm before done. or after the tur. I don't remember. I think I, I, I like got I up and walked after. around a couple times. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I'm good. Like that's a movie. I think the point even where I realized I was done was that movie gets to a point where you're like, oh, thank God it's a rape scene because at least I know this is fake. <laughs> and that's, that's fair. the part, the point where I said that I was like, I don't need to watch this. I'm yeah. Good. I don't yeah, need to be fair. put into that mindset where this that's is where I'm like, okay, finally. Thank God. <laughs> this is where, you know, it's that, so that oh, movie. No. Um, fuck that. Uh, yeah, in general, I'm not a huge, uh, I mean, like rape revenge movies. I'm not the biggest fan. I think like that's a genre I've talked about on the podcast where I think there is, there's value to it. I, I think right. I've seen last house on the left and I appreciate it as a movie and I appreciate like what it's doing. And I think Wes Craven is, an, you know, I mean, he's Wes Craven. Like I don't even need, need to qualify how yeah, I feel about him great. or yeah, he's a God <laughs> like, and, but that movie. So it, I, that was when I saw in school and I was so like, that was extremely oh, wow. difficult to watch. And yeah, that must've been extremely uncomfortable. Yes. it was. That was, I, I remember being like, Oh, this is not fun. This is not like a fun horror movie. All Everything right. else has been pretty fun up till now. And this was some of the, the violence where I was like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> like, and the, <laughs> the movie itself and the discussions we had about it and, and the analysis of it in regards yeah. to what's going on around the time and the, the kind of death of like, you know, peace and love counterculture. Like, I, I think that's so interesting. I just hate watching it. <laughs> uh, but I don't disregard it as a genre. I'm just like, ugh, now nah, pass. I'm good. That's fair. So, so you haven't checked out, I, I assume, Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale. No, I have not. I have that not seen that. One. But I want to watch that one. I would like to watch because it's you know it's. It, I, I feel it's a little bit different when it's you know it's made by a woman and it's. That's fair. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll it, see. It, have you seen Revenge? Then no, I haven't. Okay, I that did one... watch. Um, oh God, what was the one Shutter just put out that was like the? It's like a little Red Riding Hood kind of. Uh, oh. Uh, Shit, uh, hunted? Uh, hunted, hunted, 
Yes. I really enjoyed that. That, that is a, blast. a yeah. That's that like a, a blast. that and um weirdly a uh, uh, hunter hunter, which is not hunter hunters. Wild dude, Hunter Hunter rips. It surprised I me. Love that movie, and that movie uh. we, we reviewed it on the pod. And I said that if you, because there, there is something to the fact, and I, I've I've discussed with many people who, you know, they're they're survivors, and they find that they personally enjoy this subgenre because of the catharsis. There's always the eventual catharsis. Right. It's the third act. That's like you know, that's the structure, and I think. Hunter Hunter is and Hunted are two movies where you get that payoff. Hunter Hunter, yeah. especially, I was like 100%. jumping up and down Hunter, on the Hunter. couch. Um, I like it, it's not a it's not a rape revenge, but it right. elicits very similar. I don't even want to get. I can't even elaborate further without giving it away. But if you desire right. yeah, yeah, that yeah. same kind of like yes moment where it's, um revenge and it's comeuppance and it's visceral and there's not a rape scene in it and there's not even you know it's uh, i don't even want to spoil it but that's no, a good yeah, one i, 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 I highly completely understand highly recommend that movie Hunter, Hunter, and also it has devin goals. sawa in it and we love devin exactly. sawa much love for devin sawa for mm-hmm. sure yeah hunter hunter is great um i'm i, I think i'm with you there where Rape revenge is extremely hard for me. Yeah. I, you know, I can handle gore. I can handle blood. I can, I can handle. It's too all that real. Stuff. It's too real yeah. life. It's same with um um. I hate guns in horror movies. I don't think it's fun. Um, one, it's just a boring it's way cheating. to on screen <laughs> kill someone. You know, I and and two, Unless it's, it's too- opera. Sure, Unless it's opera. There's opera ways- has one of the best sure, like, sure, sure. gun scene ever. <laughs> there's there's ways. Yes, I'll I'll re- okay. I'll recant that. There's there's ways <laughs> to do it creatively, but unless it's like super heightened, yeah, and it's like. So pretty much get Tom Savini for every gun. Yeah, kill right. In yeah. every movie. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, which uh. Oh my god! Maniac, didn't he? Yes, it's Maniac. I was about to say, like, wait, what? Yes, I remember. Like, there's a yes. Okay, Maniac. That's right. (laughs) God, Maniac. So great. Oh Oh, my god. Yes. I. I, But yeah, I'm with you. Where where if it's if it's something that's like hyper overactive or whatever, then yeah, I could I could probably do with it and handle it a bit further. But when it's something like very much on the realm of like the nightingale i i'm not going to give it away but there mm-hmm. are numerous rape scenes in that oh good and- to, i actually did not i didn't really know much about it oh, you, other okay. than like she had this other movie that i feel like the release of it was kind of like eh, it was, which it was I, I remember thinking was kind of bullshit because she made the yeah. babadook and everyone knows the babadook you know like yeah. babadook's a household name kind <laughs> of and i think that's kind <laughs> quite an accomplishment as a horror creator I thought it was so bullshit that like the Nightingale just got kind of this like shoehorn. Yeah, it, like so I remember being release. pissed about that and not even realizing it had come out when it came out. But I, I, I was just... I was so like dumbfounded when I saw like I just one day was like on my Apple TV and like just asked Siri like the Nightingale and then it it popped up. I was like, wait, this is available because I wanted to see when I can pre-order it. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and it's, it was okay. available. It's available on Hulu. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I do. I do want to watch. Like, I. I think. I would say if you if you're in if you 
if you have a time where you're, you're kind of relaxed or yeah, or that's like the that, thing is if I you know, know what it is. And also for some reason, it's easier to stomach that kind of content if I'm just watching it by myself. Cause there's also right. the weird thing of like, even just being a woman and like watching that kind of content with someone and just being very aware of like the yeah. other person being like, is this fine? Are you okay? Is this okay? Are you right? Is, are you, and it's like, you know, it's just a weird, just kind of like yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's a very tense moment. It, it, yeah. And, and for me, especially like with, with like things like that. And, and if they're, if they're too real and, and things like that, I, I, I do kind of get that moment where I'm just like, fuck, should I even be watching this right now? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Should I be watching this? And like, I get nervous, like if my wife walks in or something and I'm just like, I really, cause like that would scar her. Like, yeah, <laughs> like poor thing. Yeah. Like, she would just be like, oh my God, what did I just walk into? But then there, so, there are movies where it's, so like I, I just watch, and this is, this is horror adjacent. I don't know if I would be able to get away with covering it on my show, even though I would love to, cause I'm obsessed with it. Is Have you seen Ichi the Killer? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I would I, say that totally counts. Sh- yeah? Okay. I would say I, that counts. Oh, my God. I saw that recently. At least for kill count. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> at least for kill count, please. I had only ever seen Audition, which I love. I fucking love Audition. I think that's an amazing movie. And so Ichi had been on my list for a while. I've always oh, been so aware of it. you seen Ichi the Killer? No, I have. But oh, I, you have. Okay, and then, okay. Yeah, it just it had been on my list for a while. You know, it just had been one where it's like, I'll watch this eventually. I All I knew was like, it's fucked up. Um, of course, like, I, you know, so uh, Takashi Miike, that's kind of part of his reputation, even though he makes oh, yeah. a very large uh, variety of, of films, even some yeah, children's he, he, films. He which does, is, I about to say, he made a few children's uh, films. Yeah. So, but yeah. Ichi the Killer, we watched the unrated edition, which is like, holy fuck, uh, not for the faint of heart. And that Definitely has, not. you know, that, that right has there. numerous rape scenes in it and yeah. obviously they're disturbing and they but they're they're meant to be and yeah, that's the point. a big part of that film is I mean a lot of that film is about the relationship between violence and sex and how right. blurred that can get and like where you're like it, it's such a cool character study where you have like this one character that represents like the drive for where it's like violence with no pleasure like being torn right. and then like the other side of it is violence that's all pleasure where it's like I don't know it's it's so it's a deeply smart film and so I was it's not that I'm ever like always offended by that kind of content and sure but if it's if it's done well and in that movie I'm not sensing that it's like done because this director is like some weirdo who wants to film that it feels right. very purposeful like it serves yeah. a point it and, serves the point through to drive this yeah. particular story I've seen some discussion online recently about, and I, you know, obviously people online speak in hyperbole, but just the idea of like abolishing certain things in film. And it feels very like Hayes code to me, like the code of movies where it's like, you're not allowed to, uh, you know, I I think the Hayes code ended in like the 50s. Let me look what that ended. I think so. Yeah. Um, But it's, I'm, I'm a huge, huge proponent of, of like, non-censorship and things like that and, yeah and, you know, being able to kind of film what what would you want to do unless it's like like something like a serbian film. oh god yeah oh it's, like, it, it ended in 68 but it was oh, i think shit. 54 is when the year they i think stopped enforcing it like super duper hard 
sense. Yeah, but yeah, I oh god, I have I've never seen a Serbian film. I'm sure I'll see don't, it one day, but like, uh. don't don't even do that to yourself. Like, don't. <laughs> I've don't read the Wikipedia. I'm good. Like, yeah, like it's just and it like um, a lot of this shit like. A lot of the most messed up stuff happens earlier in the film. I haven't finished it. I've never finished it. I yeah, it it's like I got maybe forty five minutes, and I was like, okay, I get it. You get it. Like, yeah, you know, we're good. We're good. Like, like I get it. I understand what's happening. Like you know, I I, I get it. Yeah, I, I think I'm good. But yeah. Then you get something like Ken Russell's The Devils. Shit. Okay. Yes, that was what we talked about yesterday. That was like, yeah. I need to, I need to fucking watch it. Yeah. I love Ken Russell. It's I love that era. I love, 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 like everything about that is like Chelsea. This was made for you. You have to watch yeah, it. One hundred percent. Now that that is just a, a beautiful film, and it, it's just beat for beat. It like it, it's the most blasphemous thing. Like it, especially, oh, if I love grew it. Up Catholic. Or I whatever. did grow up Catholic. <laughs> oh, then you'll love it. Did you grow like, up Catholic? I did. <laughs> okay, my theory is ninety percent of like diehard horror fans grew up Catholic or like were Definitely. in some way. Yes, because we've interviewed a bunch of you know we've interviewed directors on the podcast, and I I've asked a few times like were you raised Catholic? And so many say they were, and it's wild to me. I think because the the imagery is so violent, it's, and they're so yeah, it's just like it's if, very I feel dark. like if you were raised in like with. Catholicism in mind like you definitely come from a semi-violent background yeah like, there's so much violence in the, the stations of the cross are terrifying I actually yeah. I I've thought about a few times about like if I ever wrote like a book I mean like you know like a non-fiction uh book what would it be and that's one of sure. the subjects I really want to maybe consider doing is the relationship between not only just portrayal and film of Catholicism specifically, but just like the weird pipeline of like either, I feel like either you become a horror nerd or you end up being like a lawyer somehow. (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain it. (laughs) Don't at me if I'm I'm being really offensive somehow, but I grew up Catholic. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like we both did. I think we're good. Mm -hmm. But no, it's 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 fascinating. It, it is super fascinating. But last question that I do have for you uh, before we conclude is why horror? Like, what is it about this genre that just constantly keeps you coming back for more? And that just is your genre. That just makes it your genre. What is it about? I mean, horror? it's the it's the thing of like you know because like we we talked about just the the idea of you know at the end of the day what we do is still work and it can be exhausting and right. Uh, but it's like. It's it's stuff even like like this where I met you like literally yesterday and we can just like shoot the shit and yeah. I forgot I was even recording off. a podcast. I'm just sitting <laughs> chilling at my computer just like talking about horror movies and yeah, it's like the easy like I've never been in like a group of people or like a community where it's so easy to just like randomly make friends with people. Um, because of the shared love for something so specific. And I found that it's like, yeah, I don't know. I I think just the sense of like everyone wants more people to like their thing. Like everyone wants, every horror fan I know wants to share it. And that's something that can unfortunately be, be hard to find and uh, we, we get, we tend to get really protective of our, of things we're fans of. And, and there's, you know, we talk about gatekeeping all the time. Right. right and yeah. It's not that that doesn't happen in, in horror. Like it's, totally you know, does, a broad fan base and yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, you know, I've it's encountered everywhere. it as a, as a woman that's, that can suck, but like right. majority, you know, 
99% of the time, it's just, I mean, yeah, it just, it just feels like meeting new friends constantly. It's even weird how even through COVID, I've met so many random new friends through <laughs> horror and it, mean, it's just same. such a good group of people. And I think that's that's honestly what keeps me coming back. I think if it was a really weird elitist kind of fandom where there, it felt like there were constant litmus tests, it would be really hard for me to to care as much as I do. That's fair. That yeah. Very, yeah, it, it's such a beautiful genre. And what makes it beautiful is the community that surrounds it and just the passion that everyone has for it. And Mm -hmm. like I every now and then, like I will kind of get the asshole if I post a movie or something and and someone will be like, well, this movie fucking sucks. And just like, well, I mean, maybe to you. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I have so many movies where people are like, why? Like what? Why are you a fan of this? (laughs) And like, get out of here. It's my podcast. I like like, I can like whatever I want. I always tell people like I'm not claiming to be have uh, any sense of good taste or consistent taste at all. I just (laughs) I just like to talk into a microphone every week and somehow you enjoy listening to it. Exactly. So it's just it's it's one of those things where I, I even say on Twitter where it's just like, don't even try to argue with me about horror because i'm not going to argue with you like yeah it's just it's just like what you say is going to be valid because it is your opinion like so like i'm not gonna fight you on your opinion like it's just like whatever you say is valid like it's just i and that's and i think that's why with like nightlight we have such an interesting take where we don't destroy horror films because there's enough podcasts that do that already. yeah i always hate like when I don't like something and I have to review it, it's the worst yeah. feeling. It's a I, hard feeling. It's tough. I, oh, I, it's the worst because it's, it's really really tough. Yeah, because like I don't want to, I don't want to hurt this property because there is a team of people that probably worked really hard on this, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy who's just like this fucking sucks. So what I I try to do, I just I I pick things that I like out of it, and like for example, I'm not a fan of Noroi the Curse. But everyone mm. fucking loves that movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan. And we, when we had to cover it, I was just like, you know, like, and all of us, we were actually were all in the same boat where all of us didn't like it, and that was the first time that ever happened. Yeah. And yet, instead of us bagging on it, we found, like, I mean, there are some things we made fun of uh, about it, but we found things that we liked about it where it was just like, oh, shit, like, the mask design was just fucking incredible. And then, like, you kind of had this re- the really cool pauses, and it was really cool that, like, the whole town had dogs, and then all of a sudden the dogs were <laughs> And it's just like, like, it's just, it was like little things like that that we would try to pick from f- the films that we don't like. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, there's there's always something. Like, I, I, I always feel like it won't be, like, entirely something that you don't like about it and i same thing even kind of goes for a serbian film unfortunately yeah like we've we've, there's been movies we've like shredded on the podcast and those are always really fun episodes and it it ends up turning into like a the i had so much fun with this that i come around to really enjoying like i like one we gave an infamously bad review of i was truth or dare the um Uh, there's like five horror movies called truth or dare the one where like their faces get all like CGI warped. Do you know what I'm? This where they is have, the one like, with the... Lucy Hale, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I, man, I haven't seen that one. We I were so mean yet. to that movie, and it's not a good movie. 
It just um, doesn't look like it. <laughs> and that I remember after that was the one I met Ryan Turek of Blumhouse. I don't know if you know Ryan or if you've met him. I, but I've, he, I've only in passing. I, I haven't okay. had an opportunity. So he to was one of the people who like helps that movie get made. And James introduced <laughs> him to me. He was like, "Oh, I see. You're a, you're very you're a very sassy other half." I was like, oh, "Sir, I'm so sorry." My bad. No, he's My great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but if, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like they made a movie. I didn't. Making movies hard as hell. <laughs> Making movies are tough. Making movies yeah. are super hard, and and like that's why I, I chose to do a little some other projects with it. But it's it's interesting, like seeing how much work and love and yeah, how much they massage. Uh, a film and you can tell sometimes where it's just like that you could tell that either they're having an absolute blast like mm-hmm. fantasy island i, I haven't seen that movie oh before. i haven't seen it but i will i want to I, the, I still get, the see concept it. of that is like excuse me like right. what it sounds so bananas <laughs> how dare it you like so much fun yeah and and like granted i know it's going to probably be bad it's not going to be a great horror film no but, but still. i can tell everyone in that movie had a good time yeah like you can tell just like everyone's having so much fun mm-hmm. on, on this on camera. And I want to see that. I want to join in on their fun. I want, yeah. I want to live that with them. And I, yeah. do, I do want to see Fantasy Island, though. I really want to. If wanna horror see movies that. like weren't routinely bad, what even is the point? You know, exactly. <laughs> like What's that's, the point? that's so much of the fun. And yeah, I guess like one, one last thing that I, I love about horror is just this this image that like will stay with me for the rest of my life it's just like this, I'm so this is where I was supposed to be you know this is yeah. what I was supposed to do is like we were at a, a convention um a small one in upstate New York called Scaricon and my so my parents who you know they live back in Michigan and I don't get to see them that often they right. they drove to New York to come visit uh James and I because we were going to be there for this convention it was like oh perfect awesome. it's like oh wait yeah and I mean, growing up, like I didn't watch horror. They also like were not uh, super keen on letting the kids watch horror either. I wasn't allowed to watch like Fair. violent content at all. Um, yeah, I mean, and, Catholic household. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, it's weird. My parents aren't even that re- that religious. Uh, my, oh. my my grandma was. That oh. was their, yeah. So it was yeah, like we gotta make too. gotta make grandma happy. Yeah, uh, but it's more too. like they were just like. You know, violent. We don't need to have you watching violent stuff. Nudity was fine. Nudity, um, sex, oh. and stuff was yeah. Uh, but just no, like, violent content and no thanks. And That's I think great. also that, uh, my mom is a little squeamish, although she does love uh, Scorsese. We watch a lot of Scorsese together. Oh, so. um, Yes, <laughs> I love me some Scorsese. But uh, needless to say, not huge horror fans. But so they, they came to this convention, and it was their first horror convention ever. And they had so much fun at this it's tiny so little horror convention walking around. Because they, they love, you know, they're, they're really proud of what we do. And they, yeah. you know, they're, they're so, you know, I don't want to give the impression that they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is what you're, no. They're, they love it. Uh, we had a table. This is the, this is the thing that will stick with me forever. We were at a table. So it was me and James. And the tables directly next to us were everyone from Terrifier. Uh, and, and our the table directly next to us was uh, Art, Art the, the Clown. Clown hanging out. <laughs> yes, and he there was a day where he came in fully dressed as Art Full the Clown garb. to do pictures. Yep, and he came over. I got to give uh, Art a nice big hug. Uh, I get That's I hug incredible. all of the horror villains at conventions. It's my favorite because they give the best <laughs> hugs. But I was like, oh my god, I get to actually hug Art the Clown. Great. But my favorite was my parents. 
they, they haven't seen Terrifier. They're never going to watch Terrifier. But they talked to these people all weekend because they were by our table. And I yeah. remember my parents, my parents came in one day with a box of donuts and they're like, we know your friend's going to be dressed up all day for pictures. So we got them breakfast. And I'm like, that is so sweet. Like we got your clown That's friend incredible. breakfast. And I was like, oh God, it's so precious. And I had to reiterate, like, please do not watch their movie. I promise you'll hate it. <laughs> But they have, I just know that they have this couple in Michigan just has this image in their head of art. The clown is like the very nice clown that was just sitting next to us all weekend that they brought donuts for. That's incredible. Yeah. That's oh why God. I love this horror. This is why horror, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a community driven. And I, I, I feel like on, on top of it being a very community driven genre, it is so empathetic. Yeah. Everyone cares about everyone. Yeah. And that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Love it. Oh, I miss man. people. Let's get let's uh let's Same. all get our vaccines. So we yeah, can go let's get our vaccines. My, my wife just got hers. Oh so, hey, congrats. Yeah, and she's a teacher, so it, it, Oh she's my god, like, that's yeah. She just she feels like it was funny because she sent me a text message um one day where because I was I was in my office, not this this one that I'm in. I was one in, in my house, but and she's like in the other room. But she like texted me and she was just like, it's like a, a pretty much this very kind of mom dad joke <laughs> where she's like, you know, the cool thing about teachers is that uh, we're pretty much a celebrity getting our vaccines first. So, you know, yeah, you, know, you, you should cook line. dinner tonight. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want to cook dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> my, oh, my arm is so sore. <laughs> Do you want pizza instead? She's like, yeah, pizza, pizza's fine. So we got pizza. But um, yeah, thank you so much, Chelsea. Yes. Honestly, this, this has been an absolute blast. This I is great. so happy we're buds. Yes, me too. I uh, can't wait till we can all actually. Yes. I, keep, I keep saying like I've met so many people online through this that like I can't wait to meet all my internet friends in person and have it be like real weird for 10 minutes. You yeah. Know? Just <laughs> like really just awkward. Just have it be weird for a second. It's super awkward. <laughs> totally fine. But yeah, sure, anytime yeah. you're out in San Francisco, you are more than welcome to come oh by my the God. I've actually never, I've never been, but I'm, never been I want to go so bad. Yeah. I, oh, I want to tour Alcatraz. And- oh my God. Yes. All right. This is the plan. Like, that was the only thing I could think of <laughs> on my list. I'm like, plan. I just really want to go like, to Alcatraz. Oh my gosh. You and James, when you guys come up, if you guys ever like want to see whatever, I will have a full day plan for both of Beautiful. you. And we will just go completely bananas like yes food tours the whole nine Let's <laughs> like, do it. it would be an absolute blast but chelsea <laughs> where can people find you on the internet if you would like to share yeah so dead meat on youtube and the dead meat podcast is also on youtube and then it's on wherever you get your podcast it's on all the podcast apps and then i'm on twitter at carebex c-a-r-e-b-e-c-c and Instagram, I guess, but I barely use that anymore because, wow, did they really mess that app up? <laughs> not a great app. <laughs> not, not great. A great app. <laughs> not great. But definitely, everybody, check all her socials and go ahead and check her shot if you haven't done so already. But of course you have. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Our efforts to get our show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is super helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. That's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show involved. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember everybody, don't forget, 
your nightlight.